Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. How is everyone feeling? It's like, it's so wild that, you know, we're over halfway through the year and of course time is like one of the things that, you know, is the longest thing that we have ultimately, but it just seems that time is absolutely flying for me right now. I'm leaving the Netherlands in exactly three weeks tomorrow (laughs) and I'm a little bit sad but I'm also really really excited to come back to Australia. I have been absolutely loving the Netherlands. I love the culture here. I love riding the bikes. I love the flowers. If you've been following me on Instagram you'll know literally anytime I walk past the markets I'm taking a photo But I'm really excited to come back to Australia and just come back into more of a routine. We've been traveling now for almost two years and it's safe to say that I absolutely love this lifestyle and I love this variety and I love everything that I've experienced this year. Like I've been to South Africa, I've been to the Dominican Republic, I've been to Italy, I've been to Greece. I've been to Lombok, I've lived in Bali, and then of course spending, you know, the last two months in the Netherlands, it's safe to say that I am super, super grateful, but at the same time, I am absolutely craving a sense of stability and certainty, so I'm really excited for the next venture, the next, you know, six months to 12 months of my life in particular, but the cool thing is, is that like, I don't really know what that's going to look like. So at the same time, it's really fun. And I'm actually excited that I don't know what's kind of next. All I know is that I am manifesting an office and a kitchen that is aesthetic as fuck. Like, <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm a foodie and I love it. Um, so that's definitely the two things that is going to be happening in my life. I'm super stoked on my training right now. I have started following a new program, which I'm super stoked about. Um, I Instead of training two upper and two lower body days, I've completely changed it to two to four full body days. And like the reason me personally, I like to mix things up a little bit is because it's a really good way for me to develop my skills as a coach. I've actually got someone else writing my program for me right now and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying new programming. I'm enjoying the variety, but most importantly, I am really enjoying my total shift and focus in with my training at the moment. And that is for pure performance. Like everything right now, the way that I'm fueling my body, like my nutrition, the way that I am, you know, recovering, setting boundaries in and around like my sleep, of course, um, and how much exercise that I'm doing outside and inside of the gym, like everything is really centered and focused in and around performance. I've got some really nice performance goals that I've set that I'm working currently towards. Things like getting those 10 freaking pull-ups. Right now, I'm like seven, I can smash out like six, seven. But I, and I reckon I'm going to get there pretty quick and I'm pretty excited about it. But like, this is the thing that's really making me lit up at the moment and really keeping me motivated and really keeping me excited. So 
I did start it at the start of the year. I, I spoke about this whole thing of this strong girl error and I'm absolutely stepping back into that, my strong girl error. And I did start it at the beginning of the year and I did my 1RMs and I was going to share my whole story with you guys on TikTok. But then I, I thought to myself and I was like, well, is this actually realistic with the lifestyle that you're about to live? Like this was the point where I was just about to fly to South Africa to then go to Bali to then, you know, go to Europe. And like with my training this year up until now, it really hasn't been all of that consistent. Like, yeah, I've still gone because I freaking love it. And I, you know, I, I love the way that it makes me feel, but like actual progression this year, I haven't really had very much simply because like I've been traveling (laughs) and that's really been the priority for me. I'm proud of myself for absolutely keeping some consistency within everything that I've done this year. But yeah, at the same time, it's definitely not something that you know, where I would like to be. And that's why I'm really craving a little bit more security in my life. And I'm really excited for that because one of the things that I'm really going to be focusing on is moving into my strong girl era. And I was reflecting on this and I was reflecting on goal setting and like everything that I wanted to achieve and something that I used to do, and I'm going to do a full podcast episode on this and like smart goals and like why people don't achieve their goals. But one of the biggest reasons why is because people don't set realistic goals. Like I was watching a YouTube video this morning and it was, I'm doing the 75 hard challenge. (laughs) And like, I've never met someone who said that they're going to do the 75 hard challenge and have completely finished it. It's like, you know, you're so motivated and you're so excited for the first two weeks, but then when fucking shit gets hard and shit hits the fan and things are going on, you give in the towel. You're like, oh yeah, I made it 35 days, but I I had to give up because of X, right? And like ultimately what it's doing, it's setting you up in a failure loop. So you constantly get disheartened and you don't get, you know, the feel good feeling from achieving your goals. And then you're just strengthening the thought process and the pattern of that I am a failure, that I can't do something, that it's not possible for me. Well, of course, it's not possible for you and you can't do it if it's not freaking realistic. So this is this whole point of this strong girl era is really being crystal clear on my goals and my vision and stepping into this strong girl era, as in the strong girl characteristics day of really becoming this next level version of me. Because we know from quantum physics, from the law of attraction and all of the things is that in order to truly reach your goals is It's not about necessarily reaching your goal, but it's more about who you become in order to get there. And like, you're not going to become a new version of yourself if you keep doing the same thing over and over again. So this is why I'm labeling this as my strong girl error, because it's not just about setting a goal. It's about completely shifting and changing my identity so that I actually achieve everything that I want. So what is the strong girl era look like? So the strong girl era is completely, you know, performance based. We are getting strong. We are really like all my focus now is really about improving my performance, my nutrition. It's I'm eating at maintenance calories. Some days I'm eating in a little bit of a surplus because it's all about being able to perform in the gym. In order to become a strong girl, I need to be supporting that through my food. So making sure I'm eating enough protein every day, making sure I'm eating enough carbohydrates every day, making sure that, of course, I'm eating enough fats. 
And then, of course, making sure I'm eating enough micronutrients, enough fiber, so that my digestion is good, my energy is stable and, you know, lasts evenly throughout the day. The next thing that I'm working on with my Strong Girl era is recovery and really making sure that I'm monitoring this. And I've put it on my wish list for my 30th birthday is that I want to get an aura ring. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's like, it's like an Apple watch, but it's a ring and it monitors your activity. It monitors your recovery. It monitors your sleep. This is one of the best measures biometric. It's one of the best biometric measures that you can buy. And yeah, I, I really want to get one. So that's a vibe. Um, but yeah, making sure I'm monitoring that I'm getting eight hours of sleep every night, monitoring my recovery, like how I'm feeling the next day. Like how is my body recovering? Am I feeling heavy? Am I feeling lethargic? How is my motivation to train? Am I excited to train or am I less excited to train? Okay. Let's monitor this and how I'm feeling overall, not just physical symptoms, but like psychological symptoms as well because if we're you know one of the biggest signs of not recovering enough is is losing that motivation to train and if you're constantly have feeling heavy and lethargic and you know gross and like you just are resisting exercise then it's a good chance that you're fully not recovering properly and then with my exercise like I've already spoken about it's like really getting strong it's really improving my performance but it's also being making sure that I'm like training at the right intensities in the gym and this is something that I did a podcast episode on this because I have been guilty of it in the past and being like, oh, I'll just skip the core exercise or, oh, I just won't push as hard. Of course, there needs to be an element of like listening to my body, but there definitely needs to be a difference between like lazy energy and strong girl error energy. And that's what we're stepping into. We're smashing the gym. We're lifting heavy. We're having good technique. We are working on, you know, improving our range of motion and all of the things. Um, and then of course with exercise as well, I want to speak to is rest periods. This is like rest periods. I definitely in the past haven't like paid too much attention to, but now like since for a month I've been timing my rest periods and it's been making such a difference. People don't look at rest as like a, a really important thing. However, our rest period is so important because we, you know, we need to be able to rest so that the next set we can train at that higher intensity. And the strong girl era, the strong girl, absolutely, she times her rest so that every single set is quality and intentional. And that's the last thing, right? With like this, all of this is being fucking intentional. In order to be this version, we are being intentional, paying more attention, being more intentional with what we're doing day to day with our nutrition, with our exercise and recovery. And it's going to be an overall vibe. So that's my life update for you guys. This is what we're doing. We're moving into this era and I really hope that you guys are going to come with me too. I want to start a hashtag or something. I don't know if that's lame or not, but <laughs> we're here for it. Is This is our strong girl era vibe and I'm super excited for you guys to come along with me. Um, so message me on Instagram if you are keen to join me stepping into this strong girl era vibe um, because this is it. We're going to get lean. We're going to get cut toned we're gonna get strong and it's just gonna be so much fun so yeah so before I get into today's episode and this is actually a really good episode to support this whole thing I would love it if you are listening can you please share it on your Instagram story and tag me in it I really want to get this podcast out to as many people as possible because I really want to help women stop being afraid of food and start feeling their body so that they can step into their own strong energy vibe strong girl era and feel so freaking confident and empowered 
because there's nothing better than fueling your body correctly, like progressing in the gym and just feeling so freaking good. So please, 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 if you're listening, share it. And if you haven't written a review yet, please do so because like always, it actually really does help me grow this podcast. So today's episode is really like, it's so good to be linking into this is because today we're talking about underfueling and signs and symptoms that you are not eating enough and therefore sabotaging your body composition goals in terms of losing fat and building muscle. Because like, it's the thing, right? It's so many people believe that eating as little as possible, eating low carb, eating low calories is going to make them lose fat and build muscle and get a tone physique. And I completely get it. I used to think that too, constantly trying to lose weight, focusing on doing all the things, burning the calories, eating low calorie food, not adding carbohydrates or fats to my meals. But all it ended up doing was I like I lost my period. I had no energy. I had insane sugar cravings and I was binge restricting, right? So ultimately not allowing me to reach my body composition goals. Everyone tells us, right, that you have to eat in a calorie deficit and that you have to do more. More is better with your exercise. But there's the missing thing there, right? But there is a huge difference between eating enough food and overeating. And this is where so many people get it wrong. It's because people think that they're eating so much because they're filling up on all these vegetables. They're filling up on all these zero calorie foods and they get this illusion of being full. But because they're eating all these low calorie foods, right? Remember calories equals energy. Therefore, they're not giving their body enough energy and therefore they're actually not eating enough and then resulting in all these signs and symptoms. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. Five, actually, no, I think I've got more than five now. I think I've got seven signs that you are absolutely not eating enough and therefore sabotaging your fat loss and muscle gaining goals, your toning goal. Okay. I want to go back a little bit to this whole era of where I was, you know, like under fueling and over exercising. And that's the era that I'm going to call it. I'm doing everything in errors now, right? So this was about when I was 25, when I didn't have my period for three years. I was, you know, training six, seven times a week. I was, you know, hardly eating any complex carbohydrates, especially at lunch and dinner. In brekkie I did. It was like, yeah, overnight oats, but then, you know, the protein and the vegetables and so many vegetables. So I get that illusion of being full and then the same in and dinner. And this was also the time that I went vegan as well. And of course, like I look back on it and I was like, no wonder you felt so shit all the time because you're eating next to nothing and also probably missing out on so many vital um, micronutrients as well. So going back into this time and I remember something really distinctly and I was like, I remember when I was on the mission to get my period back and I remember going to the doctor and the doctor was like, you need to start eating more. You need to, you know, eat more and reduce your exercise. And then I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean I'm exercising too much? And what do you mean that I'm not eating enough? I eat so much. I eat so much healthy food. Like I am, you know, eating three meals and two snacks. 
But what I didn't realize is that my meals and my snacks were so low energy because they were full up, full of lean protein and, you know, powdered peanut butter and those zero calorie noodles. So I had the illusion of eating a lot, but I actually wasn't eating enough calories. Sure, I was eating enough volume, but I wasn't eating enough calories. So therefore, not my body wasn't getting enough energy. So when they told me I had to eat more, I just, I didn't understand. I didn't get it because the thing that I thought to myself, I was like, I don't look like I am, you know, over under eating and over exercising. Like I don't look like, you know, really, really tiny. And I don't look really, really fit. Like if I was overeating and under exercising, then why don't I look like the fit girls that I want to look like? And this was this whole thing where I was completely confused. But at the same time, I was struggling with not having a period, with um, with really low energy, with sugar cravings, with binge restricting. So at the time, I didn't really put them two together. That's what was happening to me. Of course, body dysmorphia was absolutely playing into this. Um, that's something that I absolutely struggled with for a long time. And of course, working on my body image and working on my self-love was a super, super important part of the puzzle. And I'm absolutely going to be speaking about that next week because it's just, it's so, so important. And it's definitely something that, you know, fitness professionals are not talking about because that is like, if that's not, you know, we're not working on our body image, we're not working on our self-worth and we're not working on, you know, loving and accepting ourselves for who we are, then we're not going to be able to have this full transformation because like, yeah, you can change your body all you want. You can lose as much fat as you want. But if you're still telling yourself that you're fat every day, regardless of what you look like, then you're absolutely always going to feel like that you're not good enough, regardless of how you're always going to have that feeling of like never being enough or never looking good enough until your body is quote unquote perfect. So you get stuck in this trap. But I'm going to talk to that next week. So you won't want to miss that one. But going back to me, like I was almost in denial about it, right? Like I was like, no, I'm not over under eating and over exercising. But the more that I read about it and the more then I read about hypothalamic amenorrhea and I was like, oh my God, I have this. <laughs> Constantly thinking about food all the time, not having a period, um, low energy, binge restrict cycles, and being really irritable and like such a control freak in and around food. I was like, oh my God, ding, ding, ding. That was the moment for me that I realized that I absolutely was under eating and over exercising. And guys, like why you need to know this is super important. If you are under eating and over exercising as well, like I was, it's, this is the thing that is really holding you back from your strong girl error from your toning goals because what happens when we don't eat enough day to day when we are you know intentionally restricting or you know even if we're just filling up with our you know we're doing all this exercise and then we're filling up with all these vegetables and lean proteins and not actually giving our body enough energy that it needs is then these negative things happen which ultimately stops us then from losing fat and being able to build muscle so things like our body adapting to the a low energy that we're feeding it. So known as metabolic adaptation, and I've done lots of podcast episodes on that whole thing of your metabolism like slowing down. Like your metabolism doesn't necessarily, it's <laughs> your metabolism, what that is referring to is like all your bodily processes. So 
what happens is when you are in a chronic low energy availability state, and this is what happens when you eat low amount of calories and low energy, is that your digestion slows down. It reduces your energy levels. It it stops your period, right? And all these things are mechanisms to counteract the low calories that what you're feeding. And this is why when you, you know, you go on a weight loss journey and, you know, you start eating at like 1400 calories and you lose weight. But then you get to a point where it's, it, it's not working anymore. And this is this whole concept of um, metabolic adaptation. And then if you stay there for a long period of time, that's when things like losing your menstrual cycle happens. That's when, you know, the feelings of low energy and low motivation to train and not being able to recover really happens. So ultimately, because we're under eating, metabolic adaptation happens and therefore stops you from reaching those fat loss and toning, building muscle goals. The next reason why it's really important for you guys to understand is that you won't be able to progress in the gym. And we know that in order to build muscle and lose fat, you need to be progressing in the gym. Each and every week, we need to be applying progressive overload and really making sure that we're seeing improvements because that is the thing that's going to shape your body. Like, you know, you can do cardio until the cows come home, but that's not going to shape your glutes. It's not going to give you nice arms. It's not going to give you like the firm shapeness to your body. All that's going to do is going to probably change how much body fat that you have. And if your goal is to be lean, toned and strong, then that's not going to happen with that. The next thing is that another reason why it's important is because you're going to be thinking about food all the time. It's literally going to control your life. So much energy and thoughts is going to be going into thinking about how much should I eat today? Am I eating too much? Is this what I should be doing? Oh my God, I can't have that. Too many carbohydrates because I've already eaten too much today. Right? Like it, it really, it takes so much time and energy away from you. And like, I can't describe it. And I sometimes trying to describe it to Neil is like, it has so much control over me. And it's so hard to comprehend until you talk to someone else who is also struggling with the same thing. And it's like, oh my God, like people don't get it. People don't understand how much control it can really have over you. And then, of course, another the, the last reason why this is so, so important that you guys need to get it and understand is that if you want to build muscle, then you need the calories to build the muscle. <laughs> you know, it might sound like, duh, but for me, I didn't get that for a really long time. It's like, how do you expect your muscles to get bigger if there's no extra calories coming in through food? How are they ever going to get defined? How are they going to get developed if you're constantly not eating, under eating? Like it's next to impossible. You got to think about it like a building Lego. It's like you can't make the tower taller unless you bring in extra Lego blocks from somewhere else. And that's what you want to think about is your food and your muscles. Your muscles are not going to get bigger on the tower if you don't have the extra Lego blocks helping them to get bigger. Right, So it's literally self-sabotaging. Any sort of toning goal is staying in this under-eating mentality. So at the end of this podcast episode, you're going to know if you are under-eating and therefore sabotaging your body composition goals or also just like maybe bringing you into attention to why you might be struggling with these certain things because literally I wish someone told me this to, to connect the dots for me. 
So first of all, we have to just, I always like to talk about this and it's something that I will constantly talk about time and time again, because it's so, so important is to like, why are people not eating enough? Why are people under fueling? Like what is the main driver in behind why people are doing that? And of course, we're always going to speak to the fear of gaining weight. If I eat too much, I'm going to gain weight. And that is the last thing that I want. And like I said at the beginning, right, there is a difference between eating enough food and a calorie surplus. And I get it because I used to be afraid of this too. But the reason why I was afraid is because I didn't know how to sit at maintenance calories. And this is a thing so many people don't know how to do that. And it's this whole fear. It's like, oh yeah, I lost weight. I ate in the calorie deficit and now I'm terrified to eat more because I'm so afraid of undoing all of my work. I'm so afraid of gaining weight again and going back to how I used to be. My client literally had this exact fear. We were successful with the fat loss phase and then we had to, you know, come out of the fat loss phase because we were successful and then move back into maintenance. And she's just terrified. She was like, will I gain the weight again? What is maintenance calories? How does this work? I'm so scared <laughs> and all of the things. It's like, of course you're scared because anytime you lost weight in the past, you just put it back on again. And this is the difference, right? Between being able to, you know, not live in the past and not project of like, you know, this has happened to me before, therefore it's going to happen again. But it's about, okay, a new way of thinking, a new way of being. It's like, well, maintenance calories is exactly how many calories you're eating is what you're burning. So your body fat percentage is, you know, it's, you're not going to gain body fat. And that's the kicker. Right? This is this whole how to eat more thing. True maintenance calories is eating exactly how much you're burning so your weight won't change. And this is how you eat more without getting body fat. But with a good exercise program that applies progressive overload, training at the right intensity, and then of course making sure your macros are on point in terms of eating enough protein, eating carbohydrates, you get the amazing effect of body recomposition. That's losing fat and building muscle at exactly the same time. And this is something that I do with all of my clients because it is it's such a good way of changing your body composition in without having to like, you know, go crazy cuts and crazy bulk. So it's really important for you guys to understand like what your patterns are in terms of like what may be holding you back in terms of reaching your body composition goals. And if you're, you know, running from this undercurrent of I'm afraid of eating more because I'm afraid of gaining weight, you're probably still going to fall back into the old habits of restricting and underfueling when shit hits the fan. Because like if you keep under eating, then not only will you not achieve your body composition goal, but continue restricting is just going to negatively impact your relationship with food and relationship with your family and your friends and negatively impact your health as well. And this is the real shit that we absolutely care about. And like what I mean when I say when shit hits a fan, and this is why we really need to be paying attention to the things that are holding us back from, you know, increasing our calories is it's this whole thing, right, of you're going about your day and you feel completely normal. You feel fine. You feel happy. You're excited. Then you walk past a donut shop. You're like, oh, my God, I want to eat that donut. And then you, the first thing that you say to yourself, you're like, no, nah, I can't have that. It's too bad. No, nah, I can't have it. It's got too many calories. Oh, God, no, I can't have that. I've already eaten too many carbs today. Right? But then there's a part of you that's the other side of the shoulder and it's like, I'm going to have it anyway. <laughs> so what do you do? Even though you've told yourself all the things that you can't have it, you walk in there anyway and you're like, one donut, I want the one with 
um, Kit Kat sprinkled on top as well as M&M's. <laughs> and then there's a part of you that is like already dreading and feeling guilty about it. But then of course the other rebel side of you is like, I'm going to eat this. Then that rebel side of you starts justifying all the things. Oh, it's okay. I'll just work it off with a workout or, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to skip dinner or, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to skip carbs at dinner. Then you, because you've justified yourself eating it, then what do you do? You eat it. And then after you eat it, you feel fucking guilty about it. You dwell on it. You keep thinking about, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. Oh my God, I feel so bad about that. Oh my God, it's going to make me gain weight. Oh my God, I've just undone everything I've done for the week. (laughs) And this is it. This exact moment is the reason why we need to understand what currents we're running from in terms of like if you are self-sabotaging yourself and running from the fear of weight gain is this exact experience when you get triggered by eating the donut you're like holy shit and then it ruins your day may even ruin the next few days because then you're constantly thinking about it and then you know having to punish yourself the next couple of days and then what happens you kind of get over it and you move on and then you're happy again you're excited about life and things are going okay until you get triggered again, till the cycle happens again. And this is the problem is the restriction cycles. This is how they play out. As soon as we get triggered and, you know, we feel incredibly so shit about it. And then we kind of just move on without even dealing with it. And this is why it's so important for you guys to understand is like this vicious cycle, you're not enjoying your exercise anymore. You're not enjoying food anymore. You're constantly just thinking about how you're going to change your body. And it's just fucked. Like it literally so fucked this cycle. So this is why it's so important to understand like why this is happening so we can transcend it. So you can start feeling good with your exercise again and start feeling nourished with your nutrition to step into this strong girl era. So how do you know if you are not eating enough? So these are really, really common signs that you can reflect on on how you're feeling day to day and see if any of this is resonating with you. So the first one, of course, is having low energy. Typically when you wake up is a really common one. And then also in the afternoons and, you know, 3 p.m. hits, you're super tired, you've got, you know, you can't concentrate at work. You need to have like sugar to get you through the day. Like this is super, super common if you're not eating enough food. And this is the thing, guys, like most active females have a metabolic resting rate of about like 1,000 to 1,300, 1,400 in some people's cases, right? This is the energy to just stay alive. This has nothing to do with the exercise. This is literally the energy your body needs and is your body's burning every single day with just being alive from your heart pumping to digesting food through concentrating at work. All of these things require energy, require calories, right? And then you have to think about your daily exercise on what you're doing on top of your metabolic rate. So we've split this into two things. The first thing that we talk about is your daily movement, like how much movement that you're doing every day, like getting up, walking around, fidgeting, waving your arms around, right? All of this costs energy. And then you think about your gym session, right? Of course, that is going to burn more calories because you are working. Then you've got to think about your run that you're going on. Then you've got to think about the Pilates class. Then you've got to think about, you know, the bike rides that we're going on. Like all of these energy outs adds up. And like 
metabolic rate say it's sitting about 1200 calories then you plus on the exercise that you're doing you're looking at like 2200 2500 calories right as your maintenance and you can see why eating you know 1200 calories or below is not even enough to cover your metabolic rate let alone to keep you freaking alive <laughs> so this is why it's really important for you guys to understand this is because you're burning more calories than probably what you think especially if you're doing a lot of exercise and this is where the whole overeating and under exercising element comes into it it's like yeah sure you might be eating a lot a lot of food but like you're doing a lot of exercise so therefore you need to be replenishing your energy stores for that extra exercise and this is where people go fall short and fall into these large deficits of low energy availability and the thing is guys is that you don't have to be at a really low percentage of body fat to slip into a low energy availability state you can be at you know 20 percent body fat and still be in a low energy availability state if you're not feeding your body enough calories to cover its metabolic needs right and this is what people do they jump into these 1200 calorie diets some people are eating 1000 calories or below and in order to lose fat, it's like you need a sustainable calorie deficit. And a sustainable calorie deficit starts at like 15%. So for someone, you know, that's looking around like 1,600, 1,700 calories. So if you are eating meals that have like just a lean protein source and heaps of veggies for lunch and dinner, of course you can't freaking stick to your diet because you're not giving your body enough and I'm going to keep saying enough, <laughs> not too much, enough. And of course you have no energy and of course you can't stick to it. So big red flag is your energy levels. Next, we're talking to binge restrict cycles. And this is so common for people who are not eating enough. So binge restrict cycles traditionally happen for three different reasons. The first reason why is because you're not eating enough food. You're not giving your body enough energy. So what happens when we go three days of under eating? What happens? It gets to that fourth day. Maybe it's the Thursday. Maybe you've experienced this. It's the constant fixation on foods. It's the constant hunger and feeling really lethargic. And there's this thing that gets activated in you. And then all of a sudden you can't stop thinking about a certain thing. You are craving maybe it's donuts or cookies or something. And it's, there's this thing that gets activated in you and then all of a sudden you've eaten six cookies. And then of course, how do you feel? You feel fucking terrible about it. But what is happening is that because you've been underfeeding your body, your body triggers primal hunger. And what happens when we're primary hungry? It's that whole sensation. I like to call it hangry is like, you know, we start to shake, we we're, we can't concentrate on anything until we get food, we get really irrational, we get really angry, and we can't do anything unless we eat, right? I used to let myself get into this state all the time. I was constantly hangry, and I didn't realize not like this level of hanger was not normal and it was not a good thing because every time I was doing that I was putting my body in a low energy availability state like little micro ones so of course I didn't have a freaking period because I wasn't giving my body enough energy but it also was so impacting my life right I was a moody cold bitch <laughs> and that's why so this chronically under eating it triggers this primal hunger so then we need to eat and then when this happens is we 
more often than not, we'll overeat because we lose control. So it's like we think that we have to undereat and eat these low calories, but what we're actually doing is undereating and then binge eating. So it's like when we think about it logically, it's like, what's the point? What's the point of putting ourselves through that for nothing? <laughs> and then what happens? Of course, we go back into the restriction loop. We restrict again because we feel fucking shit about it. We feel guilt. We feel terrible that, oh my God, I can't believe I just ate all that. We fall into shame spirals and the cycle then restarts. Okay. So not eating enough. Number two is mental restriction. Research that was published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found individuals who have high levels of dietary restraint, so telling ourselves that we can't have something, tend to experience more intense cravings and more likely to loosen control when exposed to these foods. And this is a thing, right? Like how many times have you told yourself that you can't have the Nutella but end up eating half a jar? Right, So mental restriction can be just as, as harmful as physical restriction. And so many people don't get that. And that's why I bang on about having a healthy relationship with food. And it's necessary and vital in order to be successful with any body composition goal. Because if you're constantly telling you can't have something and end up every Saturday binging on half a thing, tub of Nutella, how is that ever going to be sustainable? Not only is your body going to fluctuate, but it's like the mental turmoil that it causes on you is also so hard to deal with. And then the third reason why binge restrict cycles happen is emotional reasons. And food is, a, is like, I always say this, it's more than just nourishment. It's more than just energy. Like food is connection. Food is love. Food is, you know, pleasure. Food is instant gratification in some cases. Like it is really easy to soothe ourselves when we're feeling emotional with food. It's so easy for us to feel stressed and, you know, for us to feel angry and for us to feel overwhelmed and all of the emotions and it's really easy to go into the cupboard and get a block of chocolate instantaneously we feel that instant gratification and we feel better we self-soothe but then of course we feel really shit about it then we feel guilt again and we feel shame so this is why it's really important to be looking at this as well even though it's not necessarily like under eating, but it's, it's just a good thing to talk about in terms of like why binge restrict cycles are happening. So the next sign, symptoms that we're under eating is imbalance in our hormones. And this one's really, really common. I experienced this myself in terms of losing my period. And there is lots of research now that's coming out about our body's hormones and how they react when we don't get enough energy. And different hormones like T3 from the thyroid, leptin from fat cells, insulin, ghrelin, testosterone, and cortisol all play roles in controlling how our body looks and how much we eat. And of course, how much energy we use on a day-to-day -day basis. The research is saying is like when people eat too little or have too low levels of body fat, so like think, you know, a bikini um, competitor going on stage is that their hormones react in a way that absolutely makes them hungrier. It slows down how fast they can burn energy and it also can end up in losing muscle, so muscle atrophy. 
So first I want to speak to our sex hormones. And this is a really common thing in terms of women losing their periods when they're under fueling. And like I already said, like you don't have to be in a really low body fat percentage in order to lose your period. What can happen is because you constantly under fueling and you have all these metabolic adaptation changes is that you can be in a low energy availability state, not necessarily at a really low body fat percentage and still lose your period. Of course, it's more likely to be at a low body fat percentage and under fueling. Like that's most common where people lose their periods. But I do have to say is that, you know, even at like sitting at 20%, 16% body fat is you can still lose your period as a female if you're in these chronic energy, low availability states. So of course, when we're under eating, what happens is levels of testosterone decrease and The biggest one here for females is estrogen hormone decreases. So you'll lose your menstrual cycle, also known as hypothalamic amenorrhea. So that's sign one. And then without other hormones that get interfered with is our um, hormones that regulate our appetite. So leptin is the hormone that's produced by fat cells and it's crucial role in regulating appetite and energy balance. When you undereat and lose body fat, your leptin levels decrease, right? And the role of leptin, its point is to act as a signal to the brain that there is a sufficient energy, right? So when you're constantly under fueling, leptin decreases, right? And over time, what can also happen is reduced levels of leptin can lead to an increase in appetite suppression. And this is why what happens is when we undereat for a period of time, we stop feeling hungry. We lose touch in what it feels like to be hungry. We lose touch on what it feels like to be full. We are, you know, why should I eat more? I'm not hungry, right? And this is what happens is because we have the suppression of these hormones. It's actually physiologically changed in us. It's like, well, why would I send out these hormones when you're constantly not feeding me anymore? Right? And so this is why we we don't feel hungry. Of course, this doesn't happen to everyone. And what also can happen to some people, right? This is everyone is different. Everyone is going to respond in a different way is we have ghrelin levels as well. So ghrelin is referred to the hunger hormone. This is produced in the stomach and this is the one that stimulates appetite. When you under eat, ghrelin levels can increase. This is why we get that extreme hunger when we're under eating for a low period of time. So what generally happens is this is where, like when we're coming to an end of a calorie deficit, what happens is ghrelin really gets increased, right? The body pumps it so that we get fixated on certain foods. I can't stop thinking about it. We're like, we've got to eat, we've got to eat, we've got to eat, right? That You've got to remember that that's one of your body signals of trying to increase you more likely to eat. It's like, like needing to go to the toilet, right? The body tells you it needs to pee. The body tells you when you're physically hungry, you know, you get the signs and symptoms, you got, you know, um, stomach pains, cloudy, but also thinking about food is another mechanism the body has in order to drive that to eat. And this is often driven by ghrelin levels. So traditionally, like you really see this at the end of the calorie deficit, like you really want to eat food. However, again, this hormone can absolutely be suppressed when it is ignored for a long period of time. 
So yes, sometimes we get really hungry, but then if we ignore it and we don't respond to it, what happens is prolonged undereating can lead to desensitization of ghrelin receptors, resulting in this reduced hunger over time. And this is again feeding into, well, why should I need to eat when I'm not hungry? And then it also, you know, it builds the case of, well, I'm not overeating and I'm not under-exercising. It's because I'm not even hungry. Why should I eat anymore? I remember going back and thinking about, you know, getting my period back and I had completely lost touch with my hunger and fullness cues too. Like this absolutely happened to me in terms of like, I didn't know what it felt like to be hungry and I didn't know what it felt like to be full. I had no idea. And for a really long time, because I had no idea, I didn't know what it felt like to be full. Like every time I would get full, it used to freak me the fuck out. I was like, oh my God, I was linking being full into weight gain right? My jeans feeling tight was weight gain because I was eating too much. But actually, that's a really normal thing for that to be happening. So what happens is so we get our hunger, our appetite is reduced. And then what happens is then when we start eating more food, slowly, slowly increasing our calories, increasing our calories, we get this thing called extreme hunger. And this is when our hormones are coming back to life. And it significantly increases the drive to eat and that's when we start allowing ourselves to increase our calories again we feel extremely hungry and we feel never satisfied so this is really important to talk about is because this extreme hunger is really common when we come from a period of restriction of course it's going to even out as our hormones go back into homeostasis but there is you've got to remember there's going to be a healing time of all of this and like it's hard to deal with but it's like why would you keep running yourself into the ground like why are you you know doing all these things and not getting the result that you want anyway you're not healthy you're not excited about doing anything and you're really still not happy with your body composition so really like what's the point the next sign is being irritable <laughs> little things start to set you off or a really common one is especially in and around food I remember having Neil's like offering to cook for me all the time. And he's like, oh, I'll make us dinner. And I was like, no, I need to be in control. I need to be in control of the calories. I need to know how much I'm eating. I need to know how much oil is in there. (laughs) And this is the thing. Like I was so always irritable and angry and like moody because like in my head, I was just so fixated on like looking a certain way and eating a certain amount of calories and constantly being stressed about it. Because, you know, I didn't trust my body. There was no trust with my body at all. I didn't know what it felt like to be full. I didn't know what it felt like to be hungry. So, of course, I was absolutely not going to be able to, like, trust myself with someone else cooking for me. And this is the thing. It's like we have to build trust with our bodies again. And it's fucking hard. So hard. Anyway. But being irritable, definitely a big sign that you're not eating enough. And also, if you're not... um, you know, how you're showing up in and around food in social situations, whether it's with your friends, going out for dinner, just on a Wednesday night with your partner. Like, you know, how are you emotionally in and around food? And if you're freaking irritable and stressed and constantly thinking about it, be sign that you're probably not eating enough. And the last one I want to speak to today is a physical thing of feeling cold all the time. If you're constantly feeling cold, then definitely not eating enough, under-eating is definitely be, could be the cause. Your body needs to burn a certain amount of calories in order to create heat and maintain a healthy, comfortable body temperature. 
In fact, even mild calorie restriction has been shown to lower core body temperature. So consuming too few calories can absolutely lead in the decrease in body temperature. And research have shown that it may be due to part lower levels of T3 thyroid hormone. And then the last two that I want to talk to, another big sign, I've already mentioned it, is constantly being fixated on food. Like I already said before, it's like this constant fixation is another way. It's a body's mechanism to get you to eat. So absolutely, if this is happening to you, constantly being thinking about food, constantly thinking about a certain food, big sign that you're probably not eating enough. And then, of course, the last one I'm speaking to today is our exercise component of you can't increase your weights in the gym. If you know you keep getting back pain if you're deadlifting or you keep getting hip pain or you know, you just, it feels shit. It doesn't feel good is probably a big red flag that you're not eating enough under recovering. And we know a part of recovery is absolutely nutrition. And you know, if you don't have enough protein, then we're not going to be improving. So like reflect on your gym progress. Like, are you getting stronger? Are you increasing your weights? Like, are you increasing in a linear fashion? Right, because again, it might be because the reason why you might not be is probably because you're not eating enough. (laughs) So, my loves, this was a long one. So, I appreciate you for being here. Thank you for staying along for the chat. I appreciate you guys more than you know. Please share it with a friend who you feel like might not be eating enough and struggling with some of these things because it's like, well, like, let's just nail our nutrition and let's fuel our bodies correctly and then reap the benefits of feeling fucking good. So thank you again. Love you always. And I will be in your ears next week. Bye. The number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals, take my free two minute quiz. You can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals.